Hello, my good friends, and welcome to the Fortune 500 Mindset and Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth, and I'm here to help you bridge the gap between your goals and transforming into the high-level person required of you to meet them. Through mindset coaching and education on high-level business practices, get ready to meet your truth, transform, and transcend into your next level in business. Hi friends, welcome back to my podcast. So today is January 6th at the time I'm recording this and I hope everyone enjoyed their new year. So this year or last year, I should say, I did something totally abnormal. I fell asleep before midnight. I think I was in bed like around 1045 and I went to bed before midnight, like by choice. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably like, Liz, you didn't bring in the new year. Everyone knows you're supposed to stay up till midnight, but I didn't have one pinch of guilt for falling asleep early. I went to bed so peacefully and with my heart so full, like I said, goodnight to 2022. I kissed my fiance and I fell asleep so quickly. I was exhausted from the day's festivities. So it was the softest new years I had ever had. And I woke up feeling so grateful and so graceful. Like I wasn't hungover. I wasn't, you know, exhausted from being up so late. It was just a really beautiful morning. So anyways, I hope your New Year's is going great thus far, but on to today's topic. So I'm really excited to get into this episode. I've been, it's been heavy on my mind to record um, an episode related to healing and healing is a journey that is really personal to me. And I feel like it's a very, very relevant topic considering us, considering all of us have gone through events that have caused us to experience really strong emotions since childhood that have really essentially distorted our view of ourselves, the world, and our view on relationships and how we carry ourselves in relationships in the world and how how we carry ourselves. But looking back, uh, no matter how much therapy I did, I always had the question, what the hell does healing look like? Like, how will I know when I'm healed? Am I healed because like I talked about it and I got it out? Like, am I healed now? Like, can someone please quantify like what healing looks like and how is it like measured? How is one person deemed healed and like one person isn't, you know? And so it's not surprising that this question plagues a lot of us. Most of my questions ask the same question, like, how will I know when I'm healed? And not knowing how to address finding the answer actually holds us back more than what we realize in life. And in addition, a lot of people do not even know that they have some healing to do. They think that if they're not thinking about and they're not being um, constantly having nightmares or strong memories of their past, that they don't have any healing to do, which is insane. So let's start with that. How do you know if you need healing? Because these behaviors are going to probably apply to you or these feelings, I should say, which drive behavior. So we've got low self-esteem. And again, some people don't know that they have low self-esteem, but it is brought out in their behavior. Aggression. We have feelings of feeling uh, without purpose or unfulfilled. We have lack of drive, feeling lost or stuck. Okay, these are all things that drive certain behaviors. So you may not know that you have low self-esteem, lack of drive, like you may not really pick up on it, but it's in your everyday behaviors. And you might just be suppressing what is really the root of those behaviors. And so 
Another big one is the constant need for validation. And here's an example, because this is going to be my focus for the month of February's content on my Instagram. Um, It's regarding a lot of validation and self-love. If you are someone who will strive so hard for success, because I I pick this topic because I see it a lot just in my peer group on Instagram, social media, like the strive for success is really, it's, it's there. It's everywhere I look. Um, everybody wants to be a boss babe. They want to be successful. And I am finding through my coaching and my clients that we will strive so hard for success because we're afraid of what it will mean about us. If we are not at the level that of those that we admire. So think about that. So what is feeling your motivation for success? Other than, obviously, the need to provide for yourself and your family. But usually that's not the, um, the deep-rooted, that's not as deep-rooted as something else. There's something else that's feeling that motivation most of the time. Is it your passion that is feeling your success? your passion for what you do, or is it the fear of what it will mean about you if you look like a failure or if you don't get as far as you told everyone you would get or you anticipated? Like, what are you telling yourself it will mean about you if you are if you don't get as far as some of the, the women that you see or might admire? So these are all just a few signs that you need healing. And I hope that you can benefit from this episode. So first, first and foremost, I always want to say that healing is not a task, right? It's, it's not, now I know, it's not something that you can achieve or reach. You can't reach healing. Essentially, it is a practice. You practice the art of healing and you implement it into your everyday life. And I say this because You're always going to come across events and situations that will have you realize that the way you perceive, judge, or handle that situation is a result of your past. It's something that you have carried over from your past. You will live your entire life confronting new situations, right? Because that's just life. Things are, life's going to throw stuff at you all the time. And it's going to continue to reveal parts of your old self. And that's why I say healing is not linear. It's a practice. It's something you're always going to need to constantly do. So back to these behaviors that we talked about. These behaviors are triggered by, your behaviors are triggered by emotions. Scientifically, that's just, we all know that, right? You can Google that. (laughs) And these are not emotions that you just learned today. You likely learned your emotions at a very young age when you started to develop your identity as a teenager, when you were learning about the safety of people and the world around you and throughout your adulthood, when you started to build your own perception of your reality, started to kind of build your own world, you built that with your own beliefs. Um, You've suppressed events all in all. You've experienced the rise and fall of emotions that are essentially tied to your survival and safety. And if these emotions that trigger certain behaviors are suppressed, they get stuck, right? And if emotions are constantly amplified, like you're constantly acting on your emotions, you can't let things go. If you're a person that like cannot let the past go, you can't let it go, it, it, it gets stuck. 
So more times than often, most people have a lot of stuck energy and stuck emotions within them. You can either suppress or you can repeat amplified behaviors. Either way, you have healing that needs to be done. So therefore, the art of healing in a nutshell is to identify the root events of your emotions and behaviors and accept what has happened to you without no longer allowing it to drive you and derive your judgments and perceptions of situations. And this is how you grow a very, very strong mindset containing all of the willpower and grace and patience that you will ever need to survive in this life. And let me tell you, you have the source of infinite capability inside of you underneath your layers of hurt, pain, memories, circumstances. Healing means getting closer and closer to this capability which will allow you to thrive in relationships, businesses, and most importantly, your relationship with yourself. So all in all, that is what healing looks like to me. It's my perspective based on my own experiences. And with that being said, the next question question is, okay, that's the what behind what is healing. Now, what is the how? Like, how do I begin to kind of unwrap all of this? So If you grab a pen and paper, if you're able to do so right now, if not, do it later, write down these prompts. And later on, I want you to journal about this. So I want you to identify a past event that kind of left an imprint on your identity. Like take some time, think about it and pick one specific event. Just pick one for right now. And again, this is the reason healing is not linear because you will find yourself walking down the same journey for each event or for new events. And if you're anything like me, well, you've probably been practicing or you will practice the art of healing for the rest of your life. Like there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unload and that's fine. Okay. So first think of your first event, describe it to yourself. Who was there? What took place? what happened, try to bring up those emotions that you felt back then. Try to make this event real for you again and journal about these details. There is, there's a lot of power in scripting out on your journal. There's some sort of transfer of energy that kind of takes place. It's kind of like letting go, like you're letting go of it. You're, it's kind of like a release. So please, if you aren't a journaler, please be, try and become one. <laughs> it's really going to benefit you, especially if you have a lot of healing to do. It's really going to help you. So now, back to the prompt. So those feelings that you're writing down. Okay, what are those feelings that you felt back then? On that day, during this situation, what are the feelings that you remember having? Okay, and then what are the feelings that you feel about that event right now. Like kind of contrast and compare. And be honest. Don't always allow your ego to answer this question. What is the heartfelt truth? A lot of times um, clients I've, I've had, they, they answer these questions from a place of their ego. You know, they kind of, um, from their, their wounded feminine. You know, like they kind of say, oh, I don't need anybody, da 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 like, but deep down, it's something else. It's something more than that. So just kind of give that some thought, give that some serious thought. And then what message did you take away from this event? If you had to give it a theme song, 
and you had to name that theme song, I know it sounds funny, but hear me out, what would that be? In other words, what core belief did you adopt from this event about yourself? Okay, and I say theme song because I'm just trying to tell, like, it's the core belief. You likely adopted beliefs about the world, other people, but right now we're just focusing on yourself. What core belief, one core belief in two, three, four words did you adopt about yourself? Okay, now write down all of the character traits that you may have derived from this event. What did this do to you? What did this event, this core belief, what did it do to you? How did it mold your way of thinking and your character today and throughout your childhood, throughout your adulthood? Like, what did it do to you? What behaviors might be the result of this event? Good behaviors and bad behaviors. Now, what areas in your life does that negative character show up? Okay, your life is a movie. You're the main character. How is your character, what is that character's role in this movie? How is it being played out? And that right there, okay, friends, that right there is the nitty-gritty of healing. When you find out where these negative effects are showing up now in your life, then you can begin to heal them. And you are making great progression on your healing when you change these negative behaviors. That means you are healing. You're in the process of healing and you're doing a great job at it. When you no longer have these habitual behaviors or habits. Okay. So personal experience of my own from early on in my own childhood caused me to feel unloved, fearful, heartbroken, empty, and alone. Okay. I've had a pretty traumatic past myself. And when I would go through this journal prompt, because I've done all of this healing work myself too, that's why I stand by it. Um, these are the things that, 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 that was the theme song about myself, right? This led me to believe about myself that I was an inconvenience. So a lot of these events, they all had kind of different core beliefs that I took from those events. But one of the ones that kind of stood out was the theme song, I was an inconvenience. So I adopted that core belief about myself very young. And I took that belief subconsciously into every aspect of my life thereafter. And I was not even fully aware of it until I started this journey. A lot of my behaviors, a lot of my actions, a lot of my motivation was coming from this core belief that I adopted about myself. And hadn't I gone back and revisited these events, a lot of these events were traumatizing and it was hard to revisit it, but I had to. I would not, I would be carrying on in life the same with the same behaviors. Okay, now this turned me into, just for example, these events, right, turned me into a people pleaser, which in turn put me in really bad situations growing up in my young adulthood as well. I craved to be loved. I craved to be sought after. I think people pleasing is a very common symptom of there needs to be healing. Okay, I, I, I hear that one a lot and I see it a lot in just my day-to-day life. And I did not love myself. 
Now, I wasn't not, this is where it gets confusing. I wasn't not telling myself that I did not love myself. I mean, I was walking around where people would think, oh, she's very confident, but my behaviors, my personal behaviors and my emotions throughout life and just certain things that I was doing or not doing, how I was thinking, it said it subconsciously. So even though I'm not saying it out loud, like I don't love myself, but subconsciously through what I was doing in life, said it. Okay. It made me an aggressive overachiever, which is a great thing. Achieving is a great thing, but achieving from a state of peace is different than achieving from a state of pain and needing validation. So when pain is the reason for your success, because you strived so hard, remember us talking earlier about that, you tend to lose yourself in the true essence of who you are at your core. Achieving aggressively because underneath there is a need for validation or proving someone or proving to yourself something, you may reach success, yes, but will you reach fulfillment? Will you reach purpose? I don't know. I can't answer that for everyone. I can only speak for myself and I can only guide others through my coaching to be aware of the source of behaviors and what it is trying to communicate to you. So my aggressive overachieving and how I felt about overachieving and how I felt when days I wasn't going as fast as I wanted to go. I wasn't getting to where I wanted to go. And those feelings were communicating something to me and I wasn't listening until I came to a complete halt one day where I was like, who am I? Underneath this hat of being a, trying to aggressively overachieve, who am I? Like, what is my purpose in life? I felt so unfulfilled. Even though I'd accomplished a lot, I still felt very unfulfilled inside of me. Something was not right. So you see, events like this that we suppress and the event that I just explained about, like my, my own experience growing up and being a child, those kind of events, we suppress them, right? We just hide and we forget about them. And yet they have a very profound psychological way of molding us, right? So me personally, I suffer from severe anxiety, high-functioning depression, and I'm still diagnosed with CCPTSD, which is chronic and complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Like I've been through so much and a, a lot of you, like a lot of you that are listening, there are still triggers left and right that I have to address and I have to keep on addressing as they arise so it no longer takes a hold of me. I have to be hyper self-aware. I have to be. I have to listen to myself and have to listen to my emotions, those negative emotions that pop up. I have to take the time and hear what it is they're trying to communicate to me. And that is what healing looks like. It is a practice. It is a lifestyle. Okay. And it might be kind of funny because like, you know, you're like, oh, you're a life coach and you have anxiety and high functioning. But yes, because like the body doesn't forget. Your psych doesn't forget. And there's triggers left and right that are going to remind you of old wounds. And even though I'm operating and functioning very well, like it, my anxiety, my depression, it's kind of at bay right now. Who's to say next week, 
an event isn't going to occur that's going to completely derail me. That means I'm going to have to take the time to step back and take care of that. So it doesn't derail me and I can kind of work through that. So don't judge anyone who has anxiety, depression, any, it's very, very, very common. And don't use it as a measurement that you're not good at healing. Like you're not doing a good job at working on your mindset and being self-aware. That's not what that means. So because I've taken the time to heal, I've been able to attract different people in my life, right? So different opportunities, um, a different career path, different friends. I no longer seek to please others from a pace of pain, but but love. I, I please others from a space of love for myself and a love for them. Okay, I'm not people-pleasing just for the validation anymore. I'm teaching my daughter what healing looks like so that she can heal her own wounds from having an unhealed mother raise her because... Unfortunately, she was not born into this world with a healed, self-aware mother to care for her. I mean, I am a great mom, but I was an unhealed one years ago when I gave birth to her, and I will not hide the fact that I have naturally helped her alter her own perceptions of love, the world, people, and relationships. I mean, we all play that role in our children's lives. We are the very first vibration that they experience in this world. I am her biggest influence, and if you have kids, if you're listening, you have children, you are theirs. Okay, so there's a lot of benefits to taking the time to heal yourself and to take a really deep look at what's underneath. And all in all, fast forwarding to today, I am really blessed because I do feel so fulfilled now. Now I feel fulfilled because now I've been able to kind of break the mold that was shaping my entire world. Okay, I have so much peace in my life because when I have those moments of self-doubt, lack of motivation, a negative perception of a situation or event, I can dissect it and I can care for that part of myself rather than it derailing my life again, just as I said. Because now I know where, I know how to figure out pretty quickly where it's coming from because I'm not suppressing nothing anymore. Okay, and it's always going to show me what I still need to heal in myself, what still needs attention. Okay, so again, it's a healing is a freaking lifestyle. So for you, really take the time to understand, like, what did you take with you when those events happen? I like to think that during every event we experience in life that strikes up strong emotion, we pick up rocks, right? Invisible rocks, just visualize it with me. (laughs) Stay with me here. We pick up rocks, big ones and small ones. The bigger ones represent the larger events that have impacted us the most. And we put them in our backpack and we continue on through life. Okay. And we pick up small ones that represent the smaller ones and we put them in our backpack. Well, what happens? We end up carrying a really heavy freaking load at some point and this causes damages, right? Well, now it's time to unload one by one. Set them down gently. You don't have to carry them on your back anymore where they physically affect you and your reality. Now, notice I didn't say throw the rocks, okay? We're not being aggressive and holding a masculine energy around this visual. A lot of, you know, strong women may think 
they make they they have an energetic aggression towards their past depending on the event there t- sometimes is a lot of aggression towards a certain event but we we want to still show our past grace and we want to honor our biography so that's why i say he, grace heal gracefully <laughs> okay set those rocks down we don't want to chuck them at somebody now please okay so understand um this is the most important part of my podcast this episode. There are multiple facets of healing. This is something I discovered through my studies. This is something I studied for a very long time, and I created my signature life coaching, um, my one-on-one sessions around because I decided what healing looks like and what it could look like for most people. Okay, I decided what all of the facets of healing look like based on my experience in my studies, and here they are. So there is one, an academic facet of healing. So understanding your wounds and the implications they have caused, as I just discussed, is only one facet. I call it the academic facet, and this episode literally, it only scratches the surface of this facet. There's more to it. Secondly, you have to let go. You have to forgive yourself and those involved in the event. You still have to transform that negative core belief you adopted throughout all of your events. This second facet is called, I call it the emotional facet. Thirdly, there is a physical facet of healing. Okay, that's the stuck energy and trauma that is stored in your body, right? So the anxiety, the depression, your poor back alignment, going to see a chiropractor and getting everything readjusted. There is also a physical facet of healing. Okay. Fourth, there is a social facet. So reconnecting with the world around you, relationships, businesses, workplace, being a parent, Okay, socially implementing your new perceptions and beliefs. So that might mean letting some people go, ending some relationships, starting new ones, changing your daily routine, changing how you operate and work in your relationships and just how you operate your business. There's so much that goes in that social facet. Okay, and then lastly, There's your spiritual facet of healing. Okay, reconnecting with your soul, your spirit, and restoring your faith. All in all, that's just a nutshell of the the different, the five facets of healing. And if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about my signature program, Five Facets of Healing. So I will say it again and again and again healing is a lifestyle. And I hope that through this podcast, I can reach those who are willing to take the time to heal because you know what? If you heal, you will absolutely, I promise you, attract better results in your business, relationships, including with yourself in all of your endeavors. Now, I would love to hear from you and how your journey is coming along and if I can be of any help in any of these facets of healing. My website to book a live coaching session with me is in the show notes and my email is there as well. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram at life coach Elizabeth for daily motivation and self-improvement and business improvement. 
Until next time, I wish you peace, love, and prosperity, and of course, a very happy new year. Thank you for tuning into the Fortune 500 Mindset and Playbook podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Life Coach Elizabeth for more advice and tips on how to embody the Fortune 500 CEO. 